I can't hear it, but I can see that the cub's mouth is open as it follows its mother's lead into the snow-melt gushing river. It must be freezing. Poor thing. Two big steps for the adult, a couple of jumps and a scramble for the cub, and they are gone into the dark spruce shadows on the other side. I'm staring and staring, but I can't get another glimpse. They're away, invisible again, safe. But oh my, wow, I've seen bears, mother and cub. It doesn't get more special than that. I guess she didn't know I was here. Just like I didn't know they were here, on my side of the river, while I was immersed in beaver signs. I might have bumped into her on the track, or more likely got close enough that she would have heard my crunching footsteps, or smelled me coming and hidden herself and her young one in the shelter of the forest. She wouldn't have shown herself to me if she knew I was there. Or would she? Knowing she was putting the river between us, did that make her confident? No, it couldn't be. What if I had a gun? She would never put herself in range like that. Would she? I thanked my aptitude for bumbling lazily, curiously. I thanked the luck that I was stock still at that moment. I thanked the beaver for catching my attention. I thanked the snow for making me tired enough to stop. It is a blessing. I don't believe in anything that might choose to bless me. Nor can I imagine why I might deserve any such thing. But I thank it anyway. Whoever or whatever it is that gave me the benison of a bear cub on this spring morning. I feel so many confusing things. Sheer joy, of course. But tempered by so many other sensations. It almost seems a bit naff to try and write them down. They sound so abstract. There is fear, the innate terror of the predator, which is a kind of bodily, visceral thrill. There's frustration that's so brief, so fleeting, the encounter. How long had it lasted? Seconds only. I wish it had been longer. I wish I had my camera there, ready to catch the shot. I could have had a prize winner. Yet, of course, it's imprinted in my mind as deeply as the footprints in the snow. And though I'm disappointed not to have a picture, I also know there's something truer in my sighting for having been unaided by technology. Yet I am left with no proof, and the scientist in me knows that the evidence of my eyes is no evidence at all, really. When the next wave of emotion bites, I get up and I set off back to the hooter. The wish that I had someone with whom to share such a moment is unavoidable. I suppose it's called loneliness. It's familiar. Anyway, and it washes through me. Then it gives way to the strongest sensation of all. A kind of hunger. A greed. Triggered by those few seconds. To do it again. To repeat the thrill. To see more bears. Part 1 It was the coconut smell that alerted Callus to Yuri standing beside her. That strange shampoo he used. 
She lifted her head from the microscope and flinched at his tense grey eyes, too close, as if he were about to kiss her. She glanced around. Had anyone seen? She tried to limit any physical sign of her recoil, but knew that he must have registered it. She hit the button on her phone and pulled the plugs from her ears. The music of Arvo part was replaced by lab clatter. Sorry, she said. Seemed to have become her default greeting. Your father has just called, he said. He couldn't reach you. He says it's urgent. There were two missed calls on her phone. She always kept it in silent and must have been too engrossed to notice them coming in. Her father could only have bad news. What's happened? she asked, sliding down off her stool, fumbling to put the slides back into the...